Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for fabulous women just like you. I'm here to help you attract in more of what you desire in life and business, more wealth, more joy, success, confidence, soulmate clients, and all the abundance you can imagine. This podcast is all about your evolution, your evolution to becoming the woman that has all she desires. This is where you become untethered from the fears and the doubts and the limiting beliefs holding you back right now, and instead embodying the mindset, beliefs, thoughts, and actions that will bring you to your next level goals, dreams, and success. If you're ready to step into your next level confidence and fearlessly create the life and business of your dreams, then you're exactly where you're meant to be. This is where you get your weekly dose of paradigm and mindset shifting insights that will help you change the way you see yourself and all you're capable of manifesting in your life and business. So if you're ready to get started, let's begin. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am honored and excited for today's guest. Today's guest is Laura Barcher, the vintage queen. <laughs> we met 15 years ago or over 15 years ago in my past life as a nonprofit fundraiser. She was on the Lung Cancer Walk Committee at one of the organizations that I worked for. And we stayed friends ever since. And she was actually also my first ever coaching client while I was in coaching school. <laughs> I needed to find real life clients to work with. And I put out a little post on Facebook saying, this is what I'm doing. And within minutes, Laura had her emoji hand up little lady <laughs> posted right. saying me I'm all in and it has been one of the most amazing and inspiring journeys to follow I mean I'm seven years in as a coach and just what I love about your story Laura is the way you approached your dreams the way you approach creating your life leading with passion, leading with your your talents and your skills and what you love to do and kind of letting everything unfold along the way. So I cannot wait for you to share your story. I think it's going to be so inspiring and hopefully help others, you know, go out after their big dreams. So welcome, Laura. I am so excited to be here. Um, we've talked about doing this for a little bit and um, I really feel honored to be able to share my story. Um, a lot of lessons learned along the way. And I, I still pinch myself every morning um, that I'm living this life. And I, I have you to thank for that. You were an immense part of my struggle and my questioning and my, um, I guess it was just, I didn't know where to turn, but I knew things weren't good. So thank you for helping uh, lead me on this journey. It's been fabulous. It has been such a pleasure. So fun to watch you grow work through different obstacles. Uh, it was fast. It has been fascinating. And we'll get into your story about 
just just making decisions and you know but a lot allowing yourself to explore and you went from such a totally different past life and how you led your past life to who you are now and who who you're leading yourself to be and you know we're going to talk about your journey up and from the minute we chatted seven years ago the I want to talk about the first question I ever asked you and that that historic vision board you created to the conversation we had just last week when you called me up to work through another possibility in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think let's start with you sharing. This isn't where you were about seven years ago. Seven years ago, oh. you were not saying, I pinch myself. The, it was a totally different conversation, a totally different life you were leading. So tell us a little bit about that. So uh, I started working at a very early age. I was out of the house when I was 17. And it was more work for survival uh, to be able to pay the bills. I put aside my dream of going to FIT, um, the Fashion Institute of Technology uh, here in New York, um, because I really didn't have anyone championing me and like guiding me. And telling me, okay, have your back and, you know, we'll figure this out. And so I got into the healthcare field, which was very good to me. It enabled me to, you know, buy my own home, uh, pay the bills, take a little vacation every once in a while. Uh, But there was something that was sorely missing. Um, It was a very structured environment. Um, it was an environment that was very stressful, could be very stressful. I, it was dealing with people, you know, in pain and discomfort and, um, there was some reward to it, but it really did nothing to nurture me. Um, I had probably gotten to the top of my career path uh, without investing a lot more money and time to further Mm -hmm. myself. Uh, And it was never something I wanted to do. Um, It was something I just did, you know, to, to make ends meet. So the environment got very taxing. And I decided that it was, you know, it was not for me. I just didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. Um, I am 61 years young. Uh, This past December, uh, at the time I was 57 um, when I made some drastic changes. And that came about from working with you. Um, setting up the vision board and I would have gotten it today and brought it to display but I can't access it because my my workroom is so filled with Christmas uh, packaways that I have to <laughs> find space for in my attic so um, I couldn't access it but it's a beautiful vision board and I had created that with you a few years prior we were talking about what 
I wanted my life to look like. I had a very easy time with creating it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I looked at every day. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think all the preparation that I did a few years prior to me making the change really helped me when I had the opportunity. Yeah. So I, I then I had something to go go with. I had I had a direction of where yeah. I wanted to, you know, lead. Yeah, I remember our first conversation um that you you weren't sure. I remember you had like no clarity and I remember the first question I asked you. And I asked this of every single client because I think it's so telling at how how much we sometimes live in our, our bubble, right? Or this is our life. And we know it's not what we want. We know there's something more, but we've told ourselves, we put ourselves in such a box that we can't always see the options. And I remember you saying, first you said, you know, you had this moment before you put your hand up in the emoji, <laughs> um, where you, you realize like, what about me? that you'd been given to everybody else. And you've been, you had a job that was, you know, for survival and it was just, you know, years and years and years of being in that career and it becomes who you are. And it, you said to me, she's like, there was just this moment of what about me? It's my time now, it's mine. And then when we got on the call, I remember you couldn't articulate at first. You didn't. I think it's hard to articulate when you've been in a life for so long. Because there's something in your head, go, well, I can't have that. So you, it's like you you dream with restrictions. I'll dream within this box, right? I can I can step outside of it a little bit with what's possible. And the first question I ever asked you, first question, I always remember this. And I said, you're not allowed to think. You're not allowed to think. You're not allowed. There's no limits. There's no restrictions. I want you to answer this question as fast as you can. And I asked you, if you could have your ideal life, paint me a picture of what that would look like. And you went from, I don't know, to, I mean, it flowed out of you so quickly and so easily. And I just remember that moment of like, you being like, oh, <laughs> I guess I do know. <laughs> right. And Absolutely. that was the start of the vision board journey that you created. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It allowed me to just really be free with my thoughts without any limitations. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, that was always what held me back, you know, was putting myself in that little box and that bubble and, you know, um, not, not being able to visualize more. Yeah. So that was huge. I think I remember bawling my eyes out also because it felt so freeing to verbalize it and that I could actually feel it Mm -hmm. when describing it. And it was, it was joyful, you know, it was really joyful. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember everything on that vision board. I remember the chickens. I remember the outdoor shower. I remember, yes. do you want to talk about what was, what that vision was? Oh God. Um, so my, my vision and it, and, and where I am now, 
doesn't look like it, um, but it feels like it. Mm -hmm. So um, there's aspects of it that are are there, but it doesn't look exactly like it. Um, So my vision was um, to to move out to a more rural area, um, open up a, a little workspace slash shop, refinish furniture, sell vintage goods, have chickens running in the yard. Um, I have a thing for chickens. I don't know why. I don't even need eggs. Um, they, my, my dogs were there. Uh, my husband was there, uh, somewhere there. Um, <laughs> and it was it filled with flowers and gardening and um, just all the aspects of this place that is very dear to me. It's an area called the North Fork, Mm -hmm. and it's on the northern tip of Long Island, which, of course, is in New York. And it's literally life-changing to me to be there. Um, I feel like I breathe, you know. um, There's so much beauty to take in. It it really, it it checks all my boxes. Um, There's beautiful land and farms and flora and beaches. We have the sound, we have the bay, we have the ocean. Um, There's sailing, there's kayaking, there's uh, fresh farm stands and artist colonies and unbelievable uh, farm to table food. um, And of course the wineries. So we have about 40 wineries out there, uh, of which I'm a member of one. So that is where I visualize being, because that's my happy place. And my it feels safe and comfortable. So that was what was on my vision board. Yeah. Um, and the outdoor shower. I just always remember the outdoor, the outdoor shower. shower. Yeah. The first time, the first time. Yeah, I ever experienced that was out there. And I was like, there should be no other kind of shower. And it's just unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. So, and I remember the barn. You wanted a rustic barn that you, one part was going to be the retail shop, one part was going to be a workshop. Workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at that time, you, you, and you still do, you refurbished furniture. And that was kind of like the, the stepping stone into opening the door to what was possible. That was your hobby. Your garage was full of stuff to refinish. Mm -hmm. It was something, uh, you know, my um, part of my limitations or my belief of my limitations was always financially because I grew up so young on my own. Um, I was always worried about, you know, um, the next paycheck and, you know, when the bills were due and, you know, it, it was a struggle for me for many, many years. And I, I learned, you know, you can't count on anyone but yourself and you got to put yourself in a good position financially. So part of my hobby was not necessarily to resell 
it was to create the home that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a, on a shoestring budget. Yeah. And I love the idea of upcycling, recycling, uh, taking something old and giving it another life, you know. I will admit I am a picker. I haven't yet done dumpster diving. Um, I have (laughs) people who have. Uh, I'm afraid if I get in, I can't get out. But um, I won't get out. But I, I have no shame of, you know, salvaging a pretty piece that somebody put out to get taken in the trash. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and that's, that's really, uh, that gave me the option to be creative, Mm -hmm. uh, functional. It was financially rewarding. Um, and so that, that was my saving grace for a number of years was to have that hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about your limiting beliefs, like what other ones, you know, when you think about standing on the edge of your old life in that job and stepping off of it into the vision and taking those first steps, what were the, other than the money, the financial support, what were the other limiting beliefs that you hold on to? Well, we've discussed this before. You know, the feeling that I have that I did not further my education, that I didn't go to college, um, that I wasn't smart enough, I didn't have the skills, I didn't have the connections, you know, um, so that, that was something that stopped me as well so that's always well like wait a minute you know you you can't do this you know you 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 don't have you don't have that background you don't have that knowledge you don't have you know that lifestyle whatever it was I mean there was so many but I think financially and also not, not having um a college education were two main yeah. Yeah. Stop signs for me. Yeah. And that, that one of feeling like you needed more education went on for a while, even as you were actually doing the work and building your businesses that lingered. Um, and I think that's an important one that a lot of new entrepreneurs, creatives uh, struggle with, whether they went to college or not, when you're changing into something totally different we have been conditioned to believe that everything we do, we have to have the college degree, the formal education. Somebody has had to taught us how to do it. And there were things like, I highly believe that coaches need to be trained because there's a specific, you know, coaching method, but not everything. Like, of course, if you're a doctor, please go to medical school. (laughs) Yes. Please. (laughs) If you're a lawyer, you probably should get a law degree before you represent anybody. (laughs) But- Um, but most things don't, especially in the creative world, like creativity is so unique to the person, even business, you know, when you start a business, you don't need to go to business school to start a business, right? Because there's so many ways you can do it. Um, and that is, I think a hang up for a lot of people. People know more than me. I can't call myself that because I don't have the education. 
Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't put myself out there. I can, I can do it little, little pieces, but I can't put myself out there and call myself this thing. Cause somebody will call me out as a fraud. Somebody will say, I'm not the expert. Um, and again, there are things you should go to school, school for, right. But there are other things you don't need to, but I think this is such, such a pop, not popular, but like a common limiting belief that holds people back. I remember interviewing somebody that opened, um, she was a friend of mine that left the nonprofit world and opened a cookie business. But before she did that, she would make these sugar cookies that were so really, really good. And her brother had gone to culinary school. And so she, people were like, you should make a business. You love doing this. And she's like, well, I can't, I didn't go to culinary school. I didn't, I didn't learn. And so she realized she could do it without actually having a degree from a school. And she can actually take the recipe she has and turn it into, and she does, she has a very successful business now. But I think that is a common limiting belief. But it was something that, you know, I missed out on. I missed that experience. Uh, I watched all of my girlfriends, you know, go to FIT, believe it or not. Three of my best friends, you know, went to the school that I always dreamed about going. And I would actually drive into the city when they had late classes to pick them up. So they didn't have to take the subway home. Wow. Late. And I could remember saying, you know, that should be me. Like, why isn't that me? You know, but, you know, it was something I came to terms with, but it really, um, very early on, you know, made me feel like it it must be me, you know, it must be me that, these things don't happen for, you know, Mm. so um, why would anything else good happen? Why would anything else that I want to happen? So, um, you know, it didn't help. I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. So, um, you know, uh, which I know is also could be, you know, a, a very powerful, you know, impact on, um, the decisions you make in life and your self-talk, mm-hmm. um, all of that. Uh, so. Yeah. Seeing that's yeah, possible based off of what you were coming from. Exactly. I, I grew up feeling, you know, this big and totally unimportant and, um, you know, with, with really no one to lead me or guide me. So, I think I did pretty good, but I just didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have the awareness then of really how little mm-hmm. energy it would take for me to make changes and how little of a financial um, change it would take. I had all these beliefs that it would be monumental. Yeah. You know, yeah. to do all these steps and it and it really wasn't. Yeah. So um, you know, there's been some bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. But um and I am I am in a better situation financially that had allowed me to do what I'm doing. Um 
but even more so that's the reason why to take the gifts and run with them yeah you know or you see that that door that's ajar like you know okay push it open see what's in there yeah so exploring Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about your journey because you really, you know, a lot of people create that vision board and they get become so attached to it and they start to maybe take steps forward, baby steps. And they're always judging the distance between where they are now to that specific image. Mm -hmm. And if this thing doesn't work, it's a judging of, I did the thing that should lead me there and it didn't work. And they, Instead of looking up and saying, are there other paths? Uh, Is there another vision? Is there, like, as you said, like your, a vision board is great for the, what's on it, but it really is about what you desire is really the feeling. It's the freedom. So a lot of vision boards, it can have anything on it, any type of car, any house, any whatever, but it's really about what you want to feel, what, Mm -hmm. what it's going to give you internally. And that that's those same feelings can come from so many different places. And a lot of people attach to this one vision that they have, like, I want it so bad. And I love the way you approached it. Like you, there was such a, a flow to it um, from the minute you let go of your old job to uh, the minute, like, I think what you put out to the universe was like, I'm ready I'm going to dabble. You had some ideas. You still had the vision, but you kind of allowed your allowed both what was presented to you as an option for and 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 the nudges and the passions to kind of be your path. And so you kind of mutually left your job. They let you go. It was kind of like the mutual moment. And unemployment gave you the opportunity to get your certificate for interior decorating, which again, kind of was like that moment of like, you wanted an education and here it was handed to you. But it was this beautiful, like, because I'm opening myself up, I'm releasing the old. And the minute you release the old and you were like, I'm just going to see where my passion takes me. You had ideas of what you were going to do, but it kind of just, you were open to seeing the opportunities in front of you. Yes. And I grabbed at everything, Uh you know, having (laughs) I did. Um, Having the luxury of having the time, you know, I signed up for everything. I signed up for creative writing classes. I took uh, career courses through um, the Department of Labor, Um, you know, everything, Excel, because I worked in a very specialized uh, program. I didn't know basic Excel. I didn't know basic Word. So I signed up for everything and anything. Um, And most of it was at no cost. Um, It was either through the library, um, online. You know, they had a a ton of virtual resources. um, And I was like a sponge. You know, a sponge watercolor I signed up for watercolor I was like oh I never took watercolor classes before that sounds like fun it's not a big investment it's through adult education I could do that I'll do it for six weeks eight weeks you know dollars sure sign me up and that's what I did for about a year yeah but you were also a go-getter too in the sense like you were you know working on your furniture 
and you would walk into a store and you admired, I, it was a store in, I think, Huntington that you admired and they sold the type of paint you like to work with and you learned more and you just continued to learn more and you'd ask questions and you'd, it, it, instead of trying to force opportunities, you saw them as they came and you inquired and you were inquisitive and you, you know, that exploration, that little kid in us that like, I want mm -hmm. to see what's out there, still keeping the vision in mind still, but still leading with your passion at the same time and seeing where it led you. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, part of my journey was allowing myself to be like a kid and just try anything and I didn't say oh well you know this is probably a waste of time it was like whatever I could get from it I would um and whether if it was even just meeting other people in the class um making a connection there you know I looked at it all as you know just such an opportunity to grow and to experience and to just, you know, not have those what ifs and I can'ts. And um, I just, it was such a great time, such a great time, you know, trying to figure out the next step. Mm -hmm. And then the next step kind of just kind of presents it's to it's up to you. <laughs> Yes. You started to sell the furniture. You got a little like more serious. You networked with Facebook groups of other women that were, you know, up, up, up cycling. Um, I remember you selling your first chair. I remember that whole experience and the limiting beliefs that came up with selling something that you loved and what if they didn't like it and what if, and, and all of that. And, but you allowed yourself to work through it. You would allow yourself to try it. Right. And you networked and you created the support system that you didn't have previously in that world. And you created the support system. And that was wonderful to be, you know, s surrounded with creatives and people who, you know, could mentor me and that maybe I could share, you know, um, my knowledge, even though it wasn't, you know, encompassing. I mean, but I was learning and I was learning about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, learning about social media, learning about marketing, learning about, it wasn't just, you know, painting furniture, you know? Um, so there was, there was so much that came out of that. And um, I met some amazing, amazing people. Uh, one of them was someone that I worked very closely with for a few years. Um, well, as you know, COVID, you know, created a lot of uh, changes in lifestyle and in careers. And so um, the path that I had originally started to go down with interior design I feel like I'm 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 kind of breaking this up a little poorly, maybe time wise. Nope. <laughs> Good. Um, because I'm going backwards now. But um, after doing all the exploration, taking all the classes, 
getting certified in interior design. Um, I also got certified in genealogy research because that was something that had a huge interest to me. Um, and I loved putting the puzzle together. So I had gone to SBDC. I They helped me start my own business, filed with the state, had business cards printed up, um, started taking on some clients. I had uh, done two kitchens. I did some like just upstyling of certain rooms, you know, updating decor, uh, moving pieces around, um, you know, using what they had, just redesigning. And uh, then COVID hit. So I had just launched my business in July of 2019, which is Library Artistic Interiors. And by March the following year, everything kind of came to a dead stop. So I had to figure out where to go from there. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started spending a lot more time um, refinishing, learning new techniques, selling out of a warehouse, uh, selling online, uh, working with um, a close friend who had the same similar dreams mm-hmm. and was on a very similar journey. And um, yeah, so where where I the path that I ultimately thought was going to be the the forever one um wasn't yeah you know the what I had visualized didn't come to be and it wasn't the right fit for me mm-hmm. um, I I learned that pretty quickly don't ever ask me to do your kitchen I will not <laughs> I I hated it and it was the supply chain issue it was just everything I didn't want that kind of stress you know, especially at this point in my life. And as as much as the before and afters like elated me and I felt very proud and I really, I, I did a lot the first few months mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I proved to myself I could do it, but I, I didn't like it the way I thought I would. So, which is which is so exciting because I think a lot of us, when we're good at something, we stick with it because we think, well, I'm good at it and I'm making money from it and people are hiring me, so I should stay with it. That's There's what many- I did for 40 years before that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, but I think like sometimes like things like COVID are a blessing to wake up and be like, but is it what you really want? Right. If it really was what you wanted, you would have figured a way to do it but you knew it just you didn't want to make it work virtually it just it wasn't right and again you stayed open I remember us you were actually at that point during COVID in one of my group coaching programs and I remember you were doing the exploration again should I sell subscription boxes should I sell uh, start a shop online and you you continued to explore you didn't give up you didn't get frustrated you just kind of What's next? What's next? I mean, I think along the way you've kept that. I mean, for a while you were looking at purchasing a B and B. You and your husband were going to buy a B and B and set the B and B. You continue to explore, and you've let your intuition tell you if it was a yes or a no. Right. 
intuition, opportunity. There's a lot of things, you know, I, I just kind of let it lead me. Um, that was a new feeling. Mm -hmm. I've never really done that before. Um, so yeah, things have, things have, you know, morphed and turned and swerved and swayed and, you know, I've kind of been a little all over the place, but I think, I think I'm there. You are. Yeah. You are. You know what? I noticed there's such a difference when we started working together seven years ago and then continuing throughout the years, you've become confident and more calm, like calmer, more confident, less questioning yourself. Like you have moments of, am I making the right decision? But I've seen you evolve. It wasn't just your journey evolving. You were evolving. And the more that you settled in and just kind of let it all flow, like was the moment you kind of settled into who you are. And, you know, I couldn't put it any better, Kat. I love that because this is exactly who I am. It's, it's like it's exactly who I am. Yeah. Right now, today, last couple of months, you know, it's exactly who I am. That's crazy. And it's so funny because I remember, you know, you talked about, you know, wanting to go back to school and should I go back to school? But it, you had such a hard time. I remember the conversation we had about your natural talents for all antiques, for upcycling, for just seeing, like de decorating, all of that's such a natural. And you had such a hard time being okay with that natural talent being something that you could lead with being something you could build your life with which is so interesting because that's how we're all successful is by only using what we're naturally good at and not trying to force anything else and I think it was the moment that you relaxed into I'm I'm good at this I can do this I like to do it I'm just going to keep doing more of this is the minute you like connected right back to who you are mm -hmm. exactly and everything that happened, I think, happened for a reason, you know. Um, I, I and I feel like I've taken something from every single one of those uh, turns, you know, and U turns, you know, that I've started to go down one way and it ended up not working. And I'm so glad uh, that I didn't really fall back into that old mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, look, I tried, you know, it's not going to work. Um, I don't have enough knowledge. I'm, I'm not smart enough. I, you know, who am I to think I could do this? So I, and I think part of that is staying connected to people like you and constantly working on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and not, you know, going out there and talking to everybody, but having a selective few yep. that I can say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I don't know, I, things aren't going correctly. I need somebody to kind of help me see the light or send me in the right direction, or am I not, my intuition's telling me this, what do you think? So I think that's been very important to have a little support system of people that you can trust 
that um, you can talk to, you yeah. know, yeah. and and I've never felt judged, you know, and uh, that's that's been huge. I I have my champions in my corner now, you know, so right. that's really really important. You know, I don't think any of us can really do it alone. Mm-mm. So no, that support system that sees you for who you are and could ask the questions that'll get you to your answer. And I think that's been key for you. You didn't you didn't need somebody to tell you what to do. You just needed somebody to help work through the muck, right? Where get to the get to what you've buried underneath, to get through the, to the truth. Right. The truth. Like who am I? What is my passion? What do I love? What's that feeling like that I want to have more of, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then taking the steps on, you know, how to create that life. Yeah. You know, it's, I guess it's like parenting. I mean, I've never been blessed with children. I do have dogs, <laughs> but you know, I, all of my friends have they're not children now they're adults, but they've always said, you know, there's no, there's no handbook for this, Mm -hmm. you know, um, some of it's trial and error and, you know, you forget as you get older that you can, it doesn't all have to be so serious. I made everything so serious before that, you know, like life threatening, like, Oh, I could never quit my job. What's going to happen? I'll never pay the bills. They'll take my house. I mean, everything was like, you know, so serious. So I don't know, doom and gloom. And part of that was the process of getting past that muck Mm -hmm. was learning how to play again. Well, it's like an unconditioning because that's what society tells us. You have to have a nine to five job with benefits because that's the safety net. Your only safety net is to have the consistent income coming from somewhere with the benefits. You have to have the retirement fund. You have to have the health insurance. You have to have, and like, so people clutch onto it without exploring other other options. And there are millions of other options. And but we have to uncondition ourselves. And the further you step away from it, the further your ego is like, whoa, wait a minute, we're we're so far away <laughs> from security. What's going to happen? Yes. And it's, it's a lot of it isn't our fault. It's how every, everything is the messaging from everywhere is the same, is the same. And I think it's funny, but I always say this, I say, when we were born, we weren't born with clothes. We weren't born with a manual, like literally the world and the people around us are everything we need to lead us in life. Mm-hmm it's we create the support systems we there are other people that can be our support systems other people have talents and skills that we can you know utilize that can help us just like we have talents and skills that can help other people you know we can get food from other people we can grow food ourselves like everything it's a really the whole our whole life is using the universe as a safety net using the world as our safety net and finding and trusting ourselves that the further we get along in life, the more we've built internal safety nets, more skills, more talents. We're built mm-hmm. in with natural gifts and talents that automatically keep us safe and give us what we need. Um, and I think you utilize those so well. And it's so interesting because 
no, your life doesn't look like the vision board, but it has so many elements of it, right? You just opened your own retail space <laughs> that you had dreamed of selling things you create. Now you've really gotten into antiques and we, you know, you talked about becoming an appraiser and, and learning the tools of being an, uh, an antiques appraiser. Um, yes. it, it, no, it wasn't on your vision, but you don't live in a farmhouse in the East, but you go to, out to the East all the time and you visit it right. and you do it, right? Like you don't have chickens, but you have things that represent chickens in your house. <laughs> you know, you don't have the outdoor shower yet that could come, but but you also have your own workspace too. You still upcycle furniture. So you have all the pieces that were that that vision board represented. Yes. It just isn't identical. It it represents pieces of you that you wanted in your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So and um it's it's amazing how everything is married together now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh I I was trying to figure out um I had some big changes in my life over the summer and again I was like, oh, "Okay, where are we going now? What direction?" Um and that's when I decided, you know, that I was going to search for a space, a retail space, uh, that it was an investment that I was ready to make. I really felt qualified at this point to be, uh, I had enough confidence in myself to be able to do it um, and do it well. And um, I've, I've been in the retail space for two months now. And things are working out really well. Uh, it's immersed me in a new community of creatives, which I just love. Um, you know, there's people who I can learn from, there's people who I can share with. And I have a shop online on Cherish which most people are like, what, what is that? It's actually Cher ish um and it's an online shop for the trade and so mostly collectors um dealers and interior designers shop there as i have a an online store with them and i am also going to be opening up an etsy shop that's exciting so that's that's a definite for this year hopefully in the next few months uh, so I'll have two online shops, one retail shop. And then, as you said, I, I just had the conversation with you about a week ago. Um, all of a sudden, it came to me that <laughs> the next step would be a great next step for me. And um, I am going to be taking some classes with some associations over the next few months. And hopefully if all goes well in September, I'm going to take the program through NYU um, for appraisal certificate. So it just marries everything. My love of everything antique and vintage, the history, the story. Um, that's something that really surprised me the last few months as I was going through the changes um, on what I was going to do with my day, 
um, I started purchasing more myself. I started going to more estate sales, tax sales, um, dealer auctions, and purchasing with the idea that I was going to resell, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it. But I wanted to start collecting. And the history is what got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's part of my desire to learn. Yeah. You know, that's that's feeding that, that aspect that I always regretted, that I didn't get to experience. And it's not the college, you know, experience that I'm getting, but certainly I am learning so much about history. I'm learning so much about this world, um, artisans, craftspeople, um, how history is impacted, you know, our world and all the things we build to put in it. Um, and it it's just like the icing on the cake to me. It's so. interesting, you know, looking back at like not being able to go to FIT. And the one question that just popped in my head is like, would you have enjoyed it? You know, like thinking like you're lit up now thinking about learning about this, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes what's meant for other people isn't meant for us because the version of what we thought we desired was meant to come later in life. So your passion for wanting to be educated you know, at a university or a college or, you know, a second degree, you know, is, it was meant for you. It just was meant for you now, as opposed to back then. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to get more out of it now because you're in the throes of the passion of it, as opposed to back then, you might not have had the experience you're about to have because you wouldn't have had maybe the support, the clarity, right. the passion for what was happening at FIT. It it did right. come to you. It just came to you later in life. Well, it's funny you say that because I never really, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Um, but. I'm I'm just grateful. I'm grateful I'm I'm gaining that type of the type of knowledge that really feeds my soul, feeds my brain, feeds it feeds all of me, my heart. Like it's just um it's joy. Yeah. I don't know if the education, the college education would have ended up with joyful feelings. A couple of my my friends that did go all got jobs in corporate, all had very high paying, very stressful jobs that ultimately, you know, after spending 10, 20 years with the company, they said, bye-bye, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it enabled them to have a good living, but it, they sacrificed an awful lot for it. And I wouldn't necessarily say they were joyful careers yeah. at all. So I I don't know where that would have led me. So, it led yeah. you, but that, you know, those choices led you here now, which is, now. and I honestly think 
It's the moment you let go. And I think a lot of us has such a hard time letting go of the vision of the, it has to be this and I have to make it work and I have to show up this way and I have to do this and this and this. And it's, it, every time it's the moment you release it and you allow it to become what it's going to become is when the magic actually happens. Things you never even thought of or as a possibility, never thought to explore Mm -hmm. kind of just because you're looking for it. It's kind of like if you're driving down the road and you're always looking in front of you at one destination, you're missing everything around you. You're missing the other turns, the other scenes, the other everything when you're too attached. And I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful that you didn't get too attached. You didn't get too attached to being an interior decorator. You didn't get too attached to certain situations. You didn't get too attached to your vision board. And it actually, your passion actually led you to even more and more joy. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. We should write a book, a how-to book. It's as simple as this. <laughs> Two page, pages. Let it Two go. <laughs> Don't let attach go. to the outcome. Breathe, let it go. Don't be too attached. <laughs> yes. Shortest book ever written. <laughs> it's so. It's just so simple, but we let so much of our old stuff just get in the way. And it's a lot of what we've been taught and fed and told. And you have to, you know, I always laughed at people being like, in, in, you know, you ask a little kid, what do you want to be with their girl? when they grow up and they're like five, right? <laughs> then in, in high school, you're like, I have to choose a college. You have to choose a major. And you're in mm-hmm. college and you're like, you have to choose a major now because you have to graduate. And then you have to get a career. And it's like, what did I know at 18 about what I wanted to be? Right. Like, what did I know at 25? Especially when you're pigeonholed into something that doesn't isn't a good fit and doesn't leave you time to explore what you desire to do. And I think a lot of people are stuck in that rut and that very box life. And it's not their fault. It's just we're not a society that gives breathing room mm-hmm. to try and make it easy to try different passions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What would you tell yourself maybe 10 years ago? Look, go back. What would, what advice would you give yourself? Mm. I don't know that she would have listened. Mm. Mm. I, I don't think she would have listened. Is there anything you could have told her? that might've opened the door just a little bit for her? That's really tough, Kat. Um, I didn't say this interview is gonna be easy. <laughs> just to even open it a little bit. I, I, I can't think of one thing really um, that I, I mean, there, there were things that I could have said, yeah, to myself 10 years ago, fed myself different narrative. I tried, you know, I tried. I tried doing yoga. I tried doing meditation. I read a lot of great books. Um, I journaled. You just had to wait for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I tried, but... I don't know. Sometimes I think you have to 
some of us have to hit almost a bottom mm-hmm. before you can figure your way out, you know, or just make that decision like just done. And it doesn't really matter because it wasn't that my life was so bad. Um, you know, like I said, I, I had a, I had a good career. I worked with a great group of people. Um, there were a lot of women that I connected to that, um, had outside friendships with almost like family, you know, there was, like I said, there was a lot that I could afford to do. It gave me that financial security. It wasn't that bad. I just knew I wasn't, I just felt like I wanted more joy, authentic joy, um, that I could, I could probably go along nicely doing the same old thing. Um, but I, I, there was something that was missing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just couldn't put my finger on it back then. Yeah. 10 years ago, I probably thought I had, I had everything I needed, but there was just like this feeling that was just like, okay, well, I'm good. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It has been, you know, honestly, for me, you have been an inspiration because I, that's one of the hardest things on my journey has been letting go and just letting the journey unfold before me. Type A personality wanting to plan it all out. And honestly, I think that was what held me back so much in my businesses and made growing my business is so painfully, painfully slow is because I wanted to control the outcome and what it looked like. Mm. And now I'm at a very, I'm at that place kind of like, this is what I want to create. This is it. This is the simplicity of it. I was trying to make everything so complicated. It had to look a certain way. It had to, I had to be consistent and I couldn't change my mind. And I have to keep doing it this way because that's how I decided to do it. And people will judge me if I don't or something will happen if I change my mind. And now that I, it's, it's amazing how at ease I am in life, but it, I, you, you showed me what that possible was possible. Like wow. what that possibility was. Wow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta feel good. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've had people say to me, like, and I think the more people you talk to, like the more, you know, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if you're scrolling through social media and you see what everybody else is doing and you're like, oh God, you know, I should do that too. Yeah. And then you spend all this time doing what you think you're supposed to do so it's the right way, but it, it's not organic, you know, like I still don't have a website. I may never have a website. Right. Eventually, right. I think I'll get a landing page at least so it can direct people, you know, people want to find me. But I used to think like, oh, my God, you know, like I'm not going to be authentic unless I have yeah. a website. It's like it's not the only way to do business. Yeah. You know, it's not the only way to be found. And I don't know. It just. It was like, okay, now I'll get there. 
I'll get there. I'll do what feels right to me. But um, my dad's been in business for 40 plus years and he's never had a website, doesn't have social media. Everything's been word of mouth and referral. He built his entire successful business on word of mouth referrals. That's it. That that is one no Google reviews. <laughs> There's no website. There's right. no digital footprint. You can't find them anywhere except if you know about them. And he's been successful. He's always busy. And and we forget that what feels good is so again, so simple. What feels good is right for you. Mm-hmm. It, our internal system tells us it is always speaking to us. And when it feels good and joyful, it's meant for you. And some, and that joy leads to the universe sending you some other opportunity that's going to expand on that joy and expand on that joy and expand on what feels good. But if you stay in what feels bad, you're not going to actually get the what feels good. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so where can everybody follow you? Uh, well, currently, my shop is at Backstreet Antiques in the lovely town of Huntington, New York. Um, and so I have a space there. So I have home decor, I have furniture. I'm still doing some custom furniture pieces. I have some clients that um, I'm pr- trying to do smaller pieces, mm-hmm. uh, things that I can manage uh, myself, you know, taking home to work on, uh, being that things have opened up a lot. That's giving me the opportunity now. I could work in a client's home also, if, you know, there's larger, mm-hmm. larger pieces to do. Um, Cherish, of course, is where I have my shop and Etsy will be coming down the pike. And so the name of my business is Labri. It's L apostrophe A-B-R-I. And it's French, of course. Is there any? <laughs> it's of course it's French. <laughs> and it means nest haven sanctuary. <clears throat> and um, so look me up, give me a call. I'm on Google. Uh just no website. <laughs> But you will have an Etsy shop eventually, and that's exciting. Yeah, yeah I think that's gonna that's gonna be a great fit because there's a lot of items that um, I don't have space for in the retail shop that uh, I want to be able to sell online too. And Charis is just higher end, yeah. So um, it'll give me another platform. Pretty things. Can I show you something? Yeah. Show us. Show us. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. pretty. So, oh, those little vases. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful little green. Are they? Yeah. yeah. So, this is uh, crackle glass and it's hand blown. Wow. Um, the colors are amazing. And uh, there's a there were a bunch of different American companies that made this back in the 30s and 40s. And uh, so these were some items that I was just doing some research on and um, amazing, getting ready to post, but so pretty. So pretty. So, you don't see a lot of stuff like that these days. No. <laughs> it gives no, character no. to the home. 
It does. It does. And it's just, I mean, there was so, so much in terms of manufacturing in this country, um, where glassware, uh, you know, furniture, um, we weren't ever really big on porcelain here. Um, that was more, you know, European, but, uh, there was some really skilled artisans and tradespeople that created pieces of beauty, um, milk glass, pottery, um, and the stuff, it's still here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's still it's here. It's not like what you buy in Target or Home Hobby Lobby or whatever world market. This is it's here to stay, kind of. It's here to stay. And you think about pieces like this, you know, okay, 1930. So we're just shy of 100 years old. Like, where was this? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Fascinating. Yeah. It's it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So go out and buy some vintage, you know. Yeah. Shop green, shop small. Um, and if you have any questions, reach out. Yes, yes, especially since you're going to be coming to Fraser soon. <laughs> oh, I love this. Thank you so much Thank for you. sharing your story. I really think it's magic. It is exactly how the universe intended us to unfold our journey is just be open, have fun, go with the flow, follow your passion and your talents and your skills. Like it's all baked in you. It's just there. And all you have to do is just allow it, receive it. Mm-hmm. yeah thank you that's what we have to thank do you, thank, you. thank you thank you I know thank you thank you it's <laughs> thank you. really it's my pleasure I love what I do and I, I love to be a part of people's journeys and to see I love I always remember every first conversation with every client mm. I remember most conversations of every client <laughs> Because it's like the story, it's like little milestones. And then I love to remind them where they came from. And that first conversation we had, because we're so busy looking forward so much of the time that we don't actually see our own journeys unfold and who we've become. And that is the beauty of life. And so if I can remind people where they were and what was holding them back and how they they felt limited to creating you know what they have now just by having some of those initial conversations it's just it's beautiful I love it if I could do this every day for the rest of my life I would (laughs) see and that's what so that's what you need more of exactly you know go where your passion leads you exactly well thank you thank you thank you for sharing your story with us and thank you all for joining us and listening in definitely go connect with Laura and I'll leave all the links below in the description and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the fearless female entrepreneur podcast. If you're ready to become the fearless female entrepreneur that you are meant to be and create a freedom filled life and business, I want to invite you to grab your free access to the freedom masterclass, where you'll be guided to take the most powerful actions and shift your mindset. So you can finally create a life with more time, freedom, financial freedom, creativity, freedom, joy, and abundance. 
Also, follow me over on Instagram at katarina.cormas. That's where I share how-to tips, powerful insights, and confidence-building guidance every single day. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive the latest episode right to your phone each week, right when they launch.